I am doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. I updated this computer, I updated my laptop, and now I'm talking to you. Jeez, you're doing work on the weekend. No, just <laughs> I just try to keep on top of that shit cuz like like I've had this like this literal tower, my desktop. Mm-hmm. I've had it since like maybe 09. I just keep upgrading it and stay on top of it being, you know, up to date. So it just keeps working. I just don't want to buy a new fucking computer. Right. Or throw, add to the fucking toxic landfill with your computer. It's a good thing to keep, keep these electronics as long as possible, right? Yeah. I, uh, over the summer, I helped Kat's dad actually bring like an old TV and a few other things to, uh, there's a landfill out this way near Honeybrook. Okay. Which is, it's like, it's like, I want to say it's like northish of Coatesville, um, but yeah, like the the landfill is the landfill. But then there's like this totally separate section for the these devices because like there's so much there's so much valuables in them. There's like so much copper and even gold and I, I don't know like other things that can be stripped and reused from the machines. Right. I remember it was a bit. It was like a talking point for a while how China was buying all of that from us, like all our old wires and everything, and just reusing it. And we were just like, "Fuck it, chuck it in a big hole in the ground." Who gives a shit? Yeah, not, not to mention there, there's yeah, there has to be like, especially the old tube TVs. There, there's all sorts of shit in there that's like really, really bad for the you know the oh, soil. Right. Yeah, aren't they like pressurized too? Like. Just fucking bombs. I remember um, my I had a neighbor across the street my same age, so we were together all the time doing mischief. It was only us two kids really in the neighborhood. And uh, thinking back, it was a great neighborhood to grow up in because like it's completely safe and like there's hardly any traffic on the roads and shit. You know what I mean? So you could just mm-hmm. be a real kid. And um, his mother was throwing out a CRT. And, um, she had it on the, the curb by the mailbox, you know, where you put your trash out. And, uh, our activity that summer day was to, we thought we got to see what the inside of this TV looks like. So he like, smashed the back open was like, whoa, cause like, there's like so many insane looking parts on the back of a CRT TV. It was like, this is so cool. And then it was like, all right, now let's smash the shit out of all of the shit in these inside. <laughs> It was great. His mom came home and saw like plastic parts strewn all across the street in her front yard. And I was like, you guys are fucking animals. <laughs> what can you do? We're grown boys. We're getting up to mischief. We're getting up to a little trouble. You know what I mean? It's a good thing. Well, hell, we're recording this on mischief night or mischief Fuck. day. You're right. I got to sit outside with a gun. <laughs> Protect my lawn. Yeah, dude, you actually own a home, so you might get fucked with. Fuck. This is bad. Uh, I never, I never did anything crazy. My brother and his friends they went out every mischief night, and my parents allowed it. Like they, they didn't, I, they cared, but right. they, I don't know. They just like they knew that they were going to get into trouble, and they used to toilet paper, like everyone and everything. Like our neighbor across the street, uh, I forget their fucking last name, but they were, they were weird, like kind of white trashy. They. I don't know. They just did things that the entire block were annoyed by. Hated. Yeah. They were yeah, like, just hated. Yeah. 
So, so my my brother and his friends, like in their rounds of mischief throughout the neighborhood, they would always hit our neighbor across the street. <laughs> Toilet paper, the tree. Uh, they used to take soap and like just draw all over their car that was parked out front. One year, they yes. completely saran wrapped the car. Oh, that's a, that is a pain in the ass. <laughs> but from what it sounds like, this is fu- this is true mischief. They're not out there smashing windows and shit, right? They're just goofing no, they're, around. Right. There truly is a difference between Mischief Night and then straight up vandalism. Yeah. <laughs> to the crow, Devil's Night, where we'd light the city on fire or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, 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 a couple years, actually, I think I talked about it on the main show this last month, but I would go out to me and Chris, the aforementioned Chris, uh, would go out. One the first year we wanted to do mischief, we were like kids, like probably elementary school. So we went out with his mom and <laughs> TP'd a couple trees, wrote "Happy Halloween" in in soap on a couple car windows, and called it a night. And then that I was guess, that. I guess now that I think about it, 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 I probably got out on mischief night as like a junior or senior in high school with some. Uh, so like Keenan's one of the only remaining friends I have from high school. And then I have this group of girlfriends that were, they were all at my wedding. Like I, we were, we've been in a group chat, like basically ever since high school. Love it. Um, yeah. And we used to go around and we would fork people's lawns on mischief night. Uh, and then we would also, we would do oh, the, I'm sorry, the, you got to tell me what fork means. Oh, so you, you buy like, you know, a pack of like 50 or a hundred plastic forks and you just, go out and stick forks in people's <laughs> lawns. Oh, okay. So, you know, you have to come out in the morning and then you can't, and, you know, to remove the forks, you can't just like kick them over because then they break. You got <laughs> so to bend over and pick a hundred yes. fucking forks. Damn. <laughs> so we would do that. Um, and then aside from mischief night around Christmas time, those, those uh, like wire, reindeer were all the rage at the time yes and we were definitely part of the kid like part of the crowd of kids that would go and like mount them on one another so they were fucking very funny (laughs) i think even my dad drove us around one time for that because he thought it was so hilarious he was like dear fucking look at those two reindeer they're totally boning (laughs) make uh santa and mrs claus 69 shit right the christmas mischief yeah I was never part of it, but I definitely, you know, um, my friend group in high school had a destructive streak towards the end of schooling there. And, uh, they would like go around during Christmas and destroy those things or those big, you know, the, when the, the big inflatable fuckers that you see everywhere now oh, yeah. first came oh, on yeah. the scene, like they would just sprint and tackle them and shit. I mean, there was definitely, um, someone was talking about this on another podcast about how, instantly influential jackass was on on our generation in terms of uh seeing it and then immediately going out and doing the shit that you see on the screen and um disregarding completely the 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 first 10 seconds of the show where they tell you explicitly not to ignoring that and then just going out into your neighborhood and diving into bushes and things like that when when you said tackling one of those giant inflatable things, my first thought was like CKY and yes. Jackass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shopping cart into it and shit. Just fucking <laughs> man, I I I did. I had. Um, I'm 99 percent sure they were lost in the in the fire, but I had several 
uh, tapes of our own jack. Like me and my friend group made a, a couple jackass style tapes that I I definitely would like to see them, but it's also like how. I don't think – I'm glad they burned up so they never get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure they're mortifying. <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't Warren part of those too? He was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a – you know, we were good kids. You know what I mean? We weren't – we were all uh, – we would do little stunts, but it's like in in like – Early high school, middle school, like there were people fucking and drinking and stuff at that age. That was light years away from me and my friend group. You know what I mean? It was like right. eighth grade. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about drinking. It wasn't even something I, that I wanted to do at all. But, uh, you know, the co- I don't know. Was it like this? Uh, I went to Chichester. You were Upper Darby, right? Yep. Which is a gigantic school district, from what I understand. But, um, like population wise, it's huge, but the, the actual square mileage of the district, it probably isn't that big. It's just so condensely populated. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, like, your student body was gigantic. Yeah, it is. And you, it's like, because I, I mean, in that area, everyone lives on top of each other for the most part. It's like 100%. So, <laughs> like, uh, Springfield is 100%. Um, what's it called where they take grass and pour concrete over it and make it a uh, strip mall? Uh, uh, I can't think of the word. But anyway, uh, so we're, speaking from, for me, my experience, the kids that were cool kids in middle school are all in trouble or dead now. You know what I mean? They're all like the earlier you get cool, quote unquote, or popular, the worse it is for you in the long run. It seems like in my experience. Yeah. I, I kind of felt that too. Um, I'm thinking of like Neil Doherty and Dan <laughs> Dorman. And like, those guys were like, you know, they, they played football yeah. and they, yeah, they were probably like, well, not probably. They definitely like were getting a little into like drinking and just smoking weed, probably in middle school. Crazy. And <laughs> actually, Dan Dorman like turned out all right, but like I, I don't know what Neil or where Neil is these days, and like mm. just some of those other like that crowd. Mm. I don't know where they ended up, but yeah, I doubt they're doing great. <laughs> they burned out too fast. Their star, you know, they're hot to start, and then it was like. Oh, you were mean to me in fifth grade, and now look at you. You look like shit. <laughs> now you talked. To, you brought up your wedding, but we got to talk about our most recent time seeing each other, which seems oh, like dude, a long yeah. time ago now. But fucking, so, sorry, I, I guess I kind of buried the lead here by talking about mischief night. But yeah, go ahead. No, it's topical. It is mischief night. I'm I'm looking out my window right now. I got my eyes on the neighborhood. I could. <laughs> Like there's all this movement in my neighbor's house. I'm trying not to look at it. Uh, but anyway, um, Keenan's fucking wedding. It finally happened. Oh, how how long ago from this point was it? Last week? Two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two last so, two Fridays ago. Yeah, because it was the fifteenth. So yeah, right as we're recording this, it's the thirtieth. So it's exactly two weeks ago. Now. One word review, amazing. Okay, it was uh, it was. Fuck, I had such 
a great time. Tammy and I went, um, knowing that we probably weren't going to know a lot of people there, but by the end of the night, we had new friends, we laughed the whole time, we talked, we drank, we, we had just the best fucking time. And the venue, we got to talk about this motherfucking venue, Timmy. God damn. First Dude. of all, you were in the wedding. So I want to hear about your your experience. So <clears throat> Keenan now works for Cat at Kuma. He's another manager. Yeah. So <laughs> because he's not there because he's getting married, Cat had to work. She could only get off um, Friday for the wedding itself. Yeah. And, and Saturday, but then she worked Saturday night. So she basically Ooh. only got yeah, she only got like thirty six hours off because Keenan's not there to you know, be the manager. That's tough. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a Friday wedding. So rehearsal dinners on Thursday. So I drove out there by myself. Mm. And from where I live in Westchester, the the route took me basically to Southern Lancaster and then like directly West. Oh, and I'm also burying this lead that the venue's right outside of York PA, which yeah. is like Southern central Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's like, it's like if you hit Lancaster and keep going, you'll get to York. So, like, from Lancaster directly west, this drive, also the day, was a beautiful day, but it was just all Amish country. Mm. It's it's one of the most beautiful drives I've had in a while. Like, mm-hmm. I was midway through it and was like, man, I feel like I could just keep driving all day in this type of picturesque gorgeous. You know, scenery. Yes. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Mind you, it's also that country where it's not just, like, Every third house is a Trump flag. It's like every third house is a fuck Biden flag yeah. and like a and also also like a Confederate flag. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's just like a whole nother level for me. I'm like, that's what you want to advertise on your front lawn, the Confederate flag. Okay. What wow. is your day to day life like that you have to out like you have to be such a little troll that you're like, I'm gonna fuck up everyone's day that comes by here because i'm such a cool guy yeah unfortunately just we're we're the outsiders you know traveling through their land so i just assume that everyone out there is like cool with that like (laughs) that's just par for the course for them out there anyway not to go down this this rabbit hole but the drive is gorgeous Mm -hmm. i get i get to the venue and so it's a cidery and i think they even make a little beer maybe even wine yeah uh-oh what's going on the fucking dogs are going crazy it's all right keep talking um yeah so like the, the the venue itself is this it's like a restaurant and then they have this huge gorgeous just uh hall where the the wedding reception actually was but it's all attached to one another uh this this huge plot of land and in this just it very I, I took a few uh, videos and put them on Twitter so you can even check them out if, if you want to just like s- check out Twitter uh, at pop at all and you'll you'll see the videos I took um, just in this huge plot of land they have this like gorgeous pavilion type thing where the the ceremony happened and it just kind of like overlooks this just wonderful like farmland it goes on forever it's like seriously expands out into like the fucking horizon of just like rolling farmland it's the best it's it's so kind of cheesy and cliche but when people talk about like god's country we were in it you know like that was the perfect example of that and um 
I, I even said in one of the videos, I was getting a very much like a midsummer vibe <laughs> for sure. Um, and then, and then oh, like about a hundred, maybe 200 yards away from the venue, mind you, it's all still the same plot of land. So still owned by whoever owns the cidery yeah. is what they call, I'm doing air quotes, the inn. And that's where like Keenan and Mandy, myself and Kat, uh, a few other people that were in the wedding, we paid a little bit more money, but we stayed there. But it, was, it wasn't – when they advertise it as an inn, I'm thinking it's like yeah. somewhat like a hotel. No, it's just this giant fucking mansion of a home yeah. on the spot of land that has like this huge patio area with like fire pit and it, it, this, this huge like living room and kitchen. It, it was just gorgeous. And, so it's, we, like, and it's like there's no front that – like it's like – it's, it's basically like an Airbnb situation. Like you, you guys had run of the place. It was just you there. Like exactly, in makes you think like it's a shared space, but it's not. It's like you rented a fucking mansion. It was <laughs> huge with fucking pool table in the basement. Come on, yeah, it was pretty baller. Um, so yeah, that that was Thursday night for the rehearsal dinner. I, I got I got there around like maybe four thirty ish and. Found my room, changed my clothes, and <clears throat> we did. We rehearsed, um, and then as we're rehearsing, the the their, uh, the staff actually set up basically like buff, not buffet, but like kind of like finger food, like little small burger sliders and little like small panini sandwiches and stuff yeah. in the mansion itself. So we finished rehearsing, we go back to the mansion, all this food set up, and that's the rehearsal dinner. We just like we were already drinking before the rehearsal. Then we just continued drinking and it just. Uh, the Eagles were playing that Thursday night. There was the Bucks game, which was just miserable. So I stopped watching that. And kept <laughs> bullshitting with like Jimmy and uh, other people that were there. It, it was awesome. And then, of course, like the, the wedding itself. Uh, <laughs> did did you notice that I looked like directly at you and Castle when uh, the the maid of honor and the best man did the lightsabers over Keenan and Mandy as they like kissed? No. <laughs> <laughs> Because it like it was like a very normal ceremony, mm -hmm. and until, until the very end, their officiant puts on a fucking Jedi black robe and says, "Like by the powers vested in me by the you know state of Pennsylvania or whatever he said, and and the Jedi Council, yes, I now pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss your bride." And yes. at that moment is when <laughs> lightsabers are like a triangle over them. And I just look at you guys like, really? <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect though. It was perfectly Keenan and Mandy. You know what I totally. mean? It's like, and it was like, finally they get to have their wedding. Cause I mean, they, they were married during the, the like height of the fucking pandemic when you couldn't do shit. They finally yeah, I, had the celebration. There was definitely some people involved in the wedding that I, I don't want to name names, but I think they were a little not put off, but like a little weird about that. How like, well, they're already married, you know, okay. why, why do we have yeah. to, why do you have to go through all these things? And I'm like, yeah, but fucking COVID man. Like why, why do, do they not get a party? And right. he didn't even said that at the rehearsal dinner. He like made a, a quick little speech just uh, about how appreciative he was of everybody like doing all of the proper wedding things, especially knowing that they're already married. But he was like, look, I've seen so many of my friends get married. Yeah. I've been in weddings. Yeah. I DJ for a living. So I've 
DJed a zillion weddings. Like right. I wanted this for myself, and thank you for making it happen for me. And so. I one million percent respect that. You know what I mean? And understand it. Like, <laughs> and then he, the party itself was fucking awesome, brother. <laughs> it was so fucking fun. Like it was such good vibes there. You know what I mean? I gotta fucking talk about uh, our new friends, Brian, Jim, and Katie. Right? Yep. God damn, we were fucking... Okay, so the wedding was great, right? And then we get invited back to the inn. You know what I mean? So Tammy and I go there. Party baby. Yeah, yeah, we go there a little nervous, unsure. And then by the end of the night, we're at the after party with the fucking bride and groom. You know what I mean? That's the shit I think about forever that makes me happy. You know? It's like the fucking hanging out at the end. uh, Fucking just talking shit <laughs> tyler totally. was there finally met tyler in person you know what i mean and it was just like everyone was so nice and just had so much fun it was like perfect yeah and at, at the wedding itself you know what you said about like kind of being a little nervous a little trepidatious because like you don't know anyone mm-hmm. castle my buddy castle and his fiance. Kara, they had that same exact reaction because, like, I went right up to them yeah. once the ceremony was all over because mm-hmm. I just knew that they, like, were going to feel out of place. So I tried to be that, like, conduit to other people and, like, feel welcome. And I tried to do that, I think, for you and Tammy as well. And then you next thing you know, yeah. and that next thing I know, like, I didn't even have to worry about you guys. Like, I, I come out at one point, I would, like, went in to dance for a little bit, and then I come back out and Brian's like talking your fucking ear off about whatever movie, and I I had to like tell him like Brian Jesus, let him get a word in. <laughs> no, I definitely felt that from you that you were like try like you were you were being a good friend. You were attentive, making sure we were okay, and it was great. And Kara uh, and uh, Tammy sat next to each other during dinner, and they were fucking instant pals. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, Kat, Kat brought her a uh, weed pen, and next thing you know, like, she and Kara are off, like, in, in the field somewhere, just getting high. <laughs> That's, like, how many people, like, drunkenly go in those fucking fields uh, at w- events and shit, you know what I mean? Just wander off, because, like, it was really cool at night, because, like, there's all these tables out behind the the restaurant area. And you could just walk back and sit in the darkness and smoke cigarettes and stuff. And it was, like, just cool. But it was also, like, a little bit like we could all get murdered out here and no one would know. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then we yeah, went. Yeah, and, like, the the weather was so perfect that I think it lent itself to people just hanging out outside, too. And, and I think for that reason, I felt a little bad towards the end of the night that uh, there weren't like the the dance floor was kind of like an afterthought because we were just so happy like hanging out outside bullshitting one another there was a bar outside so we didn't really need to go back inside we were just hitting that outdoor bar i drank a lot of red wine i drank a lot of wine i hit one of their ciders um yeah i definitely felt a little rough the next day (laughs) you got to dude you got to but yeah like tyler uh so our most recent podcast episode i had tyler on and we talked about an a24 movie uh lamb yeah and we kind of did the same thing before we even got into the movie we, we talked about the wedding a bit mm. and 
you know, I made fun of him for because he totally kind of fangirled over meeting you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going both ways. Like, I, yeah. like, because we never met in person ever. And uh, we never really talked just like over Instagram. But we uh, locked eyes like from across, like after the ceremony during the cocktail hour, we like locked eyes across the, the uh, area there. We both like pointed at each other and like instantly came together and just talked like we've known each other forever. You know what I mean? It was like it's, it was it's a- funny how that this, this like little podcast community that we've built exactly what you're saying. You you feel like you've you know these people already. I mean, because you listen to them, you listen to their personal yes. lives on a podcast, so you kind of just are able to walk up to them and talk to them like you've been best friends forever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's the best. (laughs) I love it. I love, uh, uh, you know, I love. It's the best. I were. I was like, the 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 morning of the wedding, early morning, like because I work third shift, right? So I'm in the I'm in the cooler stocking milk. I got Brian, Jim, and Katie in my headphones. (laughs) Later that day, I meet them in person. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's fucking. It's great. It's it's uh it was so fun. And Hell, like uh, Mandy's mom I didn't even introduce myself to her, but she was in like a room with me. I'm talking to someone else and she turns around and goes like, "Are you Timmy?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god, I could tell by your voice. I listen to the podcast all the time." I was like, yes. "Oh, cool." Famous boy. Famous pipes on Tim Parker. <laughs> But yeah, uh, also one more thing. So because there was like an odd amount of uh, male and females in the wedding party, Tyler and I had to walk in together and like be be introduced together like uh, when, you know, the DJ introduces the wedding party. And we were also first to be introduced. We we tried to play it off like we were an actual couple. Did that actually play to the crowd? Yeah. well, maybe just because I know you guys. No, it just seemed like like a couple of silly guys. Because <laughs> uh, I even I even like kissed his hand, and I don't know if anyone really noticed that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like I'm the type of guy that's always like uh, hugging my friends and stuff. You know what I mean? It's a little kiss on the hand. That's uh, par for the course. Okay, uh, but right. but you know, there's some older people there maybe they were offended by your display and i mean we we were in york county so you're lucky to get shot well tyler brought this up that the the wedding coordinator and she she was she was nice and she she was just very like strict which is fine i mean you kind of want that out of your wedding coordinator you can't have someone pussyfooting around because you got like such little time to learn you know and it's got to be right but she like was kind of beside herself that there was there was you know, men on in the bridal party, and there was, you know, a woman in the groom's people. You know, right. like she's like that. Like couldn't comprehend for her. So I think that's why Tyler wanted to lean into us, like right. being a couple, <laughs> <laughs> to kind of like try and fish or troll her. Right. Um, and I'll also, I don't know if anyone noticed that uh, Dave Urban, he was uh, the Asian guy in the uh, the 
groom's people. Mm. He he specifically bought a six pack of Smirnoff ices to ice people, and that's what he and his partner did when they were introduced. They yes. busted out Smirnoff ices and chugged them yes. in the middle of the dance floor, which was fucking awesome. Well, at our table, he hit Jim and me with Smirnoff ices, so oh, we had to chug them. Yeah, and. We, we got halfway through chugging them, and the, the wedding coordinator came over and took them out of our hands. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> and I guess it, like, it makes sense because I think it's probably because of you know, liquor license. You can't bring in your Outside own to a Yeah, yeah. But it was like at that point, I'm, I'm, I'm going to polish this off in another 10 seconds. Just let it go. <laughs> like she, couldn't, she didn't even let you finish. No. Aye, no. aye, aye. I would have been like, I would have probably cried and went home. Did she? Did she yell at you at all? No, but she did scold us a bit, and the whole table got silent, like we were a fucking middle school cafeteria table that just got like yelled at by the janitor right. or something. Sorry, <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> we'll never do it again. You got yeah. iced. We was, did get iced. Was that a thing amongst you and your pals? I don't know. No, this either. was like strictly a Dave Urban thing. Yeah, and I've I've heard about it. Uh, like my cousin, his group of friends were would do that. Uh, I guess is it a is it younger than us? Do you know what I mean? Or is it just Dave's? Dave's like he's a year older than me, so he's Keenan's age. So oh, you know, okay, he's, he's probably like thirty nine or forty. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. Huh. It's and, a fun, and honestly, it's a like, fun little I, thing. Sure, and I and from the last time I, I mean, I probably hadn't had a Smirnoff ice since I was in high school. But I just remember thinking that the idea of chugging one of those is horrible. Yeah. But then, as I was doing it, I was like, no, this is actually kind of good. It's like soda. It's just like it is. super sweet and carbonated. And if they're cold, you know what I mean. But that's yeah. when you start getting in trouble because then you're like. All right, so I'm drinking wine. Now I chugged Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> we have a cider now. Oh, we're doing we're doing shots of uh, when we Jameson. got back, and then I pu- we did shots of like uh, tequila. Oh fuck yeah, we did. And I and they were like in Dixie cups, and I poured them to the fucking brim. I was. <laughs> 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 at that point in the night my gut so first uh if we have any new listeners here's something about me right i'm a coors light guy you know what i mean the beer i drink is coors light or other super light beers right well and i'm right there with you i'm I'm a light beer guy that's what's in my fridge right now yeah you know easy if drinking out, you know if i, I go out to dinner i'll usually hit like a couple like craft beers literally two craft beers to begin with and yeah. then switch to a shitty light beer. Go uh, ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying. So, so there was only like good beer there that they brewed. Yep. Right. So it was like, uh, the first thing I drank was an IPA, which is like basically punching me in the dick. You know what I, mean? it's like, <laughs> I was like, I'll take that. Cause it looked light. Right. And then I sipped it and I was like, that's an IPA, but I, you know, I finished it. And then it was like, okay, beer's out. Let's move on to wine. And um, mm-hmm. I was also drinking out of Tammy's wine glass. I was just sl- slugging wine. And then at some point I was like, I'm tired. I need some – because uh, I was like up all night. I barely slept that day because I was too amped up. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, so then I was like, okay, I'll just have whiskey Cokes. 
So then they start going down. Oh, and man. Then I'm like switching back to wine. And then we're back at the house and we're doing these shots of tequila. And I'm going to say, I think I, I was lucky. You know, there was no, I didn't fucking puke. I was, uh, I held it together. Tammy's an angel, drove two hours home that night. Yikes. But uh, well, that's why I was chugging her wine. I didn't want her to get too fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I think for us bridal party people, our downfall was like drinking too early in the day. Like I, I held off for a while and yeah. I think so like the, the girls, of course, like they, they do their hair, they do their makeup, like that there is a whole process for them. So at least they're like doing stuff to like keep them occupied. Us dudes, we just kind of like stood around and just talked about movies the entire day. Right. Half, half of us weren't even like dressed yet. So I think out of boredom, the guys just started drinking a little too early. Now the girls had, you know, some, Champagne. Uh, yeah, Mimosas they had some champagne. Yeah. Totally. But I feel like that's like still on the lighter side, whereas like the dudes were hitting the like double IPAs. One dude started drinking like Jameson on the rocks at right. like one in the afternoon. Right, right, right. And eventually I caved probably around like two thirty or three and started having some beverages and next thing you know, I have just like a straight Jameson in in my hand that I'm like <laughs> sipping on. And you know, that that was that was around the time that I was like very impatiently waiting for Kat to arrive because she was she was bringing some like seltzers and she was bringing another bottle of Tito's because we killed a bottle of Tito's the night before. Beautiful. But yeah, it it, it was it was a freaking blast. That yeah, that's did you so at my wedding we did that too. Like uh, you know the the chicks are somewhere else. The dudes are all here at my house getting ready, and we're fucking cracking beers pretty early. You know what I mean? I think it's just like a wedding thing, right? Was, was it like that at yours? Yeah, so the girls went to – so Kat's salon she goes to is this, like, swanky place here in Westchester called Blaze. Blaze, uh, baby. Yeah. So they went there, and they they had – tons of bottles of champagne and mimosas and got their hair done, did their makeup there. Mm -hmm. And like me, I probably, I don't think I woke up until like 11 (laughs) and us grooms people, we gathered at the hotel where we had, you know, blocked off some rooms, which is like just outside of Westchester. And they had a room for us where we could change. And we did have a bottle of champagne there ourselves. Um, uh, My my brother had picked up some Capriati's hoagies. So we had some hoagies. Hello. Had a little, had a little uh, champagne while we yeah. got ready. And, you know, there, one photographer's with Kat and the girls, one photographer's with us uh, dudes getting ready. And and mainly the photographer was taking pictures of me alone getting ready. Yeah. Which are, which are pretty cool pictures. And then there's she took a couple shots of us, like, together and, like, cheersing and stuff. But funny part about this whole us uh, grooms people getting together, that so my, my parents joined us there. And my mom was supposed to be with the girls. Uh, and I was like, what are you doing here, mom? <laughs> she was like, well, I got too drunk at the rehearsal dinner, so I didn't make it to the girls' thing, so I figured I'd just come here. <laughs> uh. <laughs> which, which tracks, because like, the rehearsal dinner, my parents did pay for. Mm-hmm. And like my mom, she essentially picked the venue. And it was at this restaurant here in Westchester that... Kat and I love my parents and I and Kat and I go to frequently. We love the place. So love she kind of yeah. wanted it there. She she kind of wanted not only 
because she was paying for it, but she wanted some say in it. So the rehearsal dinner was like her party, and she she partied. She definitely had way too much. Uh... <laughs> like at one point, I remember my brother and I are practically back to back, and he he's talking to someone else. I'm talking to like a couple friends, and my mom comes up, and she's feeling it pretty good, and she's talking about her boys and how much she loves her boys. But then she goes in on like, you know, I love Josh, but like Timmy truly is <laughs> the one I love the most. And like just going in on how I'm the favorite child. <laughs> meanwhile, my brother's right behind me. I don't think he heard it. Thank but God. Gee. <laughs> that's how drunk she was. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck me. God damn. So, uh, <laughs> man, we love it. Thank you, Keenan and Mandy, for allowing me to be a part of uh, your special day. And I see they are in Hawaii. So, God bless you. I don't think I'd ever come back if I went. I think I would just abandon it all. <laughs> I, got, I, I, I got feel supermarkets like... in Hawaii. I could work overnight at a supermarket in Hawaii, right? What's the difference? Good point. It's a good point. <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel like I, I sometimes am too preachy to Keenan and like give my two cents where it doesn't belong. I did send him a text though, like the it was like the first or second day they were out there, and I just said, Hey, I don't want to tell you what to do, but just some of the best advice I received before going on the honeymoon was actually from uh my brother in law, Ray, uh Kat's sister's husband. And he said he was like just, just don't be stingy, you know, like that you're, you're going to do this once, like yeah. actually spend some coin, do some shit that you wouldn't necessarily do and, and have a fucking blast. Uh, and I, I really took that to heart. And like, next thing you know, Kat and I are, are in Vancouver and we're taking like a seaplane to this amazing Island, Victoria Island. And that, that like <laughs> what I would consider where we really probably spent a little more than we should have, but it was totally worth it. Fuck and, it. You don't miss that and, money now. And, and Keenan responded back like immediately and was like, oh, don't worry. We are definitely treating ourselves. I was like, great. Good. Like, great. I just I, I wanted to throw that out to you. Make sure you do it right. Fuck yeah. The whole thing. You know what I mean? Just fuck it. And obviously it's a there's it's that's easier said than done. But Hawaii. Have you ever been out there? No, my my buddy from actually Costa knows who I'm talking about. Our, our friends from Iron Hill, uh, Greg and Deanna. They moved out there probably like maybe six years ago at this point, and mm. uh, they're getting married uh, this upcoming June, and we're supposed to be going. This was also a COVID wedding, so it's been pushed back like numerous times. Yeah. So as of, as of right now, it's still on. Um, in Hawaii? So that, yeah, in oh, Hawaii. Oh, 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 baby. So uh, that, that'll be, if it holds, right. that'll be the first time Kat and I will ever go to Hawaii. Oh man, that rocks! That and, and like it's it, the the other Iron Hill people that are going. They've been to Hawaii before, so like they're kind of like leading the charge as to what to do and where to go. So it's it's like it's like your first time going to Vegas. You know, you should yeah. you should you should be going with someone that's done it before, so that you know what the fuck you're doing. Absolutely, yeah, man, yeah. Because then you're you're uh, you're frozen by choice. Otherwise, it's like what. what what do we do? Or is this the wrong thing to do? Is it, am I wasting my time? 
Right, like, okay, I'm here. Now I don't really know where to go yeah, or what to do. Yeah. <laughs> In Vegas, we kind of just... We went out there for my brother's wedding. And we did a lot of just, uh, you know, let's just go walk around and see what the fuck happens. You know what I mean? Which is a lot of Vegas. Yeah. That is, that, I mean, that is a lot of the experience. We're not, like, gamblers. You know what I mean? I, I, I recently at my buddy's... Um, who also had a COVID wedding that was pushed back a thousand times, uh, originally supposed to be in it. Then there was no wedding party and then it was just, but whatever. But the day before we all went to Delaware park and, uh, they're all more seasoned gamblers than I am. So we sat at a blackjack table and the entire time, whether I was winning or losing the entire time, I was just a nervous wreck. Like, you know what I mean? I had no joyous feeling at all at the table. I just wanted to, wanted it to be over. So it's like, that's, I'm lucky in that sense that I wasn't immediately addicted to the rush, but, uh, so we're not like gamblers like that. And, um, so it's just like, what do you do? You walk around. Cause it is when you're out on the strip, it's like, holy fuck, this place is insane. There's all these fucking lights. There's a goddamn Eiffel tower. There's a pyramid. You're in the middle of the desert. It's like, there's a shitload of people just to people watch. Yeah. It yeah. is just a spectacle. Absolutely. So that was fun. And then we went to, we took a, like a six hour bus ride, six hours there, six hours back, I believe to the grand Canyon. Yeah. Like a lot of people, when you say you're going to Vegas, a lot of people will be like, Oh, you're going to go check out the grand canyons like for one of your days. And it's like, it's not just right next door. It's, right. it's, a, it's a distance. Like you can go a shorter trip, but it's like three hours. If you're going to a different rim, that was a we talk about it all the time. That was like our favorite part of it, seeing the Grand Canyon in person. Which For is, sure. um, have you seen it? Yeah, it's insane. It's like you imagine what it's like, and then the first time you walk up to it, you're just like, "What the fuck is going on? This is this is uh, breaking my brain." It's so beautiful. Yeah, seriously. Um. Yeah, the first time I went to Vegas, I, I my I went out with my brother, and my brother had lived there for an entire summer. Like in, so we went to grad school for two years, and in that off year or off summer, his girlfriend at the time got a job in Vegas, so she was there working, and yeah. he lived there just kind of like to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time I went out to Vegas was with him, and so like he knew what to do, and like the deals and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah. And also like, I am not a gambler, so I had never touched a table game, mm -hmm. but he knows both blackjack and he knows craps. So like, it's at least just like, you know, I, <laughs> you, you felt like you didn't know anyone at the wedding yeah. and then I got talking to you and then Brian got talking yeah. to you. And next thing you know, you have friends. It's yeah. like having my brother in Vegas. It was like, that was my in to table games. Cause they're fucking intimidating. You know, absolutely. Like, there, especially like with where we live and my experiences of going to Atlantic City. There's just a lot of assholes down there. There's just like yes. if you don't make the correct move and double yeah. down on a certain whatever hand in blackjack, they like they they scold you. And it's like fuck off, man. Like yeah. I'm just here trying to have some fun. Like it's not my it, fault. You're a fucking degenerate. And you sit in that chair for 15 hours. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, this yeah. is supposed to be a vacation place, not like your fucking office. And then, and then the time I went out with Kat, like I was that person for Kat. She had never been to Vegas. I don't even know if she'd ever really stepped foot on 
like a casino floor. I mean, she's been to a casino, but like, you know, walking up to a table game. So like she was that person, like she was in my shoes essentially. So I was playing craps. She was just watching and thought it was like amazing. It also helped that I won some money. So I think that like made her happy. <laughs> craps is one thing I want to know. I've, I've tried. I've looked at videos online and it's like, I just want to, craps looks so fun. Like everyone around the table hooting and hollering, you know what I mean? Fucking shit flying everywhere. They got the big stick. Is is yeah, craps like, a fun game? Because we did totally. blackjack, and basically every hand I was like, because the two dudes to my left were like seasoned. You know what I mean? They right. play casino blackjack all the time. They know the shit. They know the rules. What you're supposed to hit on. What you're supposed to. So basically every hand that came out that wasn't like a twenty or something that I knew that I had to stand on, I would look at them and be like, what do I do? That they would right. just tell me what to do and I would do it. <laughs> but that's what I would want for craps, you know what I mean? Because craps seems incredibly complicated, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of math going on. It looks on. like there's one million different little places you could put your chips. There, there really is. And I, I remember like on the plane ride out, my brother's like trying to explain the game to me. And my brother... He's a really intelligent dude, and he also is articulate. So, like, in, in another life, he could be a teacher, you yeah. know? And, and even he explaining it to me just wasn't registering. It, crafts yeah. totally does seem to be one of those games that you just kind of have to spectate and watch for yeah. about 30 minutes. Right. And then you'll pick it up. Okay, um, okay. Which is, which is what I did with my brother. And then next thing you know, I started playing. And I was like, okay, I see how this game goes. I see the flow of it. And I see what, what bets I'm comfortable with and what other ones I'm not. Um, but th there are, there is like a vibe around craps where like, the, if there's just like this kind of coldness to the table, no one wins money. It, it's, it's weird. It's like this superstitious thing that surrounds craps. Um, but but then when a table gets hot, it's it's exactly like you see in the movies. People are cheering and like hooting yeah. and hollering. Like uh, like that, that time that I was out there with Cat and I was winning money. Yeah, like I personally was rolling and people were like cheering because they were winning money off of me. Right, like, rolling correctly. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. it's funny that like these complete strangers are like becoming your best friends right. because you're winning the money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. I gotta if we're ever in a casino, you gotta let me watch you play craps until I pick it up. Yeah, I'm down. Fuck yeah! So you saw Dune, huh? Now you were so hyped for Dune. Yeah, um, you went to the Brian, theater, right? Yes, yes. Which uh, theater did went, you go to? I go to Downingtown. Uh, saw it IMAX. A lot of a lot of movies nowadays they don't even offer IMAX 3D 3D anymore. It's just either IMAX or separate standard 3D or just standard. Yeah. I, I feel like most movies nowadays aren't even offering IMAX 3D anymore. And you know what? Um, I'm a okay with that. It was same. never a trend in movies that I was into at all. No, it, the the novelty or the gimmick of it wore off really quick for me. Yeah. I, I don't need it or want it. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I saw it in theater, IMAX. I, I sat next to, so like I, I pre-ordered the tickets online, and they there I saw like in the row I wanted, closest to the center, there there was this gang of maybe like four to six people. So I wanted to pick like a seat away from them. Yes, just 
and, and I wear my mask the entire time because I'm, I'm not fucking around with that. You mm-hmm. know, we're in an enclosed space. But it, the online doesn't allow you to pick or leave like a singular seat in between. Really? Yeah. And I think they do that because like if they actually sell out the theater, what's the chances of a singular person buying that seat? Right. Yeah. Which I get. But, you know, like, whatever. So anyway, I, I'm right next to this gang of people. But I wore my mask the entire time. I, I don't – I'm not a person that gets popcorn. I, I, I don't really – if I get anything, I get a cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I mean, the theater experience was incredible. I Just as much as the visual spectacle of an IMAX screening, I appreciate the sound just as much. For um, sure. And – especially on a movie like Dune, there's so much jargon that, you know, it's like sometimes in like the Star Wars universe, these names and planets and shit are so just bizarre and stupid, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, Mm -hmm. that you don't, you don't really understand what they're saying. So with the bigger sound, you can kind of pick up more on exactly what they're saying. Even with that said, like there were times that I just really wish I had subtitles. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shit said that you just got to kind of roll with like, Maybe I'll pick up on that later, or maybe I won't. It's, I'm just in for the ride. Which I've already rewatched it on HBO Max at home here yeah. with the subtitles. So I like really have reinforced who is who and names and the the other like uh, n- native language to Arrakis, that type of shit. Mm, yes. Um, but yeah, like the first half of it, I felt was very much like the '80s movie, which is a very good telling of the book, just the eighties movies done so poorly. Whereas this movie, I think the, the foundation it's setting was handled so much better. It makes so much more sense. And now like the jumping off point to part two, like I'm ready, you know, like I know exactly like who's who, what, what, where we are. I'm ready for part two. And also this one doesn't have anything like the eighties one. That's just like, that looks bad. Like I know what they're trying to do, and just the it didn't happen. Like everything in this movie looked cool as shit, great and real. You know what I mean? Yeah the the vehicles look tenfold better than the eighties. And like I know, and someone listening right now is like, well, you know, they didn't have the technology then. It's like obviously, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Star Wars came out in fucking seventy eight. You know. True. And that looks tenfold better than what they did in the eighties version of the Dune movie. Like the Dune movie, like the visual effects get to the point where you're like, what is happening here? I have no clue what's happening. And this movie is just so much better with the vehicles, the little shields they wear, um, the, the weapons, just, just all of it is handled so much better that you know exactly what's happening. Yeah. And it feels real. The whole thing feels real. It feels real performances across the board are great, especially like, uh, the, uh, Paul's mom, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's fucking incredible in this. Like, mm-hmm. so good. Um, yeah. I'm a Chalamet guy. I think he's a fucking winner. I, I like the him. biggest complaint I'm seeing out there is that it, it's similar in uh, a lack of things happening to, say, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. And I don't really agree with that. Dude, like, there's a lot of action in it. Like, that's what I heard going in. It's like people are like, which I think people, well, you know, people just latch on to things other people say and then try to just repeat it. So it's like I have an opinion on 
X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? I need to, that's just like our disease in the, in the, um, in the social media age is everyone has to have a comment on everything. So it's like the, the, the vibe out there was like, well, they're just setting up the second movie. This one is just like all talk. It's like, I don't think you saw the fucking movie, dude. It's like, (laughs) there's a bunch of shit exploding fights. Like it's like, it's not all talking by any means. Now, I think from what the director says, the second one, 2023, will be more action-packed, but that's not to say this one, it's a two-hour and 45-minute movie with a lot of dense fake talk, you know what I mean? A lot of lore that's just like, that was just made up, and it's like, you're in it, and it's, because they took it seriously, and it's not like, uh, I don't know. That they did a great fucking job. That's yeah, like what I'll the, say. The, what, what they're setting up with Paul being this, like, you know, chosen one in a sense. I love that shit. That's Luke Skywalker from Star Wars. That's yeah. uh, fucking Neo from The Matrix. Yeah. I love that type of shit, you know? <laughs> it's, it's a, I don't want to say an easy story tell, but I didn't get that from the 80s movie. In this movie, it's, it's there, you know, and that's great. Yeah. Um, the way that, like, the Emperor has kind of like purposely put House Atreides on this planet to be slaughtered, <laughs> you right. know, because I, I guess like the Emperor wants to try to slaughter Paul because he's this like savior, you know, like I like these storylines being built. And yes, there's a lot of like just dialogue and slower moments in the movie to build those things. That's but it's movies. intriguing. That's good yeah. acting. It's like these right. great actors put – I don't understand – there's talking in movies. What do you want? (laughs) You can watch a YouTube video of just explosions. If that's what you need, but Jesus Christ, they're telling a goddamn story and they're fucking great actors. Everyone in it's awesome. Oscar Isaacs had it like, is that his name? Isaac, Isaac. I think it's just Isaac. Oscar, Oscar Oscar Isaac. Isaac. What a fucking treasure that guy is. How lucky are we that we get all this fucking shit from him and he's so good and everything. Yeah. Like I saw I saw one critic like making fun of the like desert power line he says a couple times. And I'm like, I don't know, the way he delivers it, I buy it. <laughs> there was nothing in the movie they say some outlandish shit. And I'm a pretty cynical guy, though I try not to be. There was nothing I like when they said something. I never went, yeah, dumb. You know what I mean? There's no. nothing I, to scoff at. No, there was. Yeah, like the, they. Some critics are making out to be like corny and shit. I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't get that, that at all. No. Fuck, like Javier Bardem's great in this. Like, Man, good to I see think, him. I love to see him pop up. You know, what yeah, I mean? and like bo- both he and and Zendaya, I have seen the critiques of like, well, they barely did anything in this movie. It's like, yeah, because they're going to be a huge fucking part in part two. Like, what? Like, uh, it's like, what do you want? Do you want? Yeah, like every person in the movie to they have the exact same amount of script. What do you think? What? It's those critiques, quote unquote, are just trash. You know what I mean? It's just it's, you, people it's are like, just saying shit to say shit. Like it's the fucking on, yeah, good. It's bordering on like uh, episode eight of Star Wars. The the arguments that that I get into with people around that movie, where it's like, well, you know, like there's no gravity in space, so those bombs wouldn't 
drop or whatever. I'm like, Who what the fuck? Who cares? Why are you sciencing the shit out of Star? Like, what? You the- know what else there oh. isn't? Interstellar space travel. <laughs> There's no such thing as a lightsaber. Like, what? Like, what are like, all these people breathing? Not all of these planets have to have breathable air. You know what I mean? Just yeah, and like the. Oh man, like and to to another positive part of Dune is like just all of the designs of the the outfits, the the vehicles were so intricately done and they all like felt satisfying and made sense like even just those like dragonfly type right. aircraft when Which the could when look the wings stupid. You know what I mean? That is something that's right. hard to pull. You could look at that and be like that sucks shit. But for but whatever reason it's, it's like that's that's what they fly around in. But also the way it's portrayed that the wings like like come out and mm-hmm. they totally start flapping like a jar- dragonfly but mm-hmm. the way that the sound and the way it's shown i buy it i'm like this yeah i, bu- I bought into it like you're right it could have come across really dumb and corny but it made sense you know like uh, it's a i don't think i don't think there's a huge backlash to this movie i just i do see some like critiques out there i think because like we've been waiting for this movie and for a while people like me have been building it up for a while so it's it's a target it is on this pedestal to be torn down yeah so maybe that's why there's like this this like a lot of people like just trying to tear it down and i just don't agree with it right and and most they don't even feel like that they're just fucking talking fuck off even those suits they wear that you know recycle their sweat or whatever yeah you know that that um the the fremen woman that that is like the i guess like liaison like to the, the go emperor. between right yeah yeah and and she kind of she gives an exposition dump essentially as to how the suit should fit and how it works mm-hmm. but it's not just exposition dump like she's she's actually fixing the suits for them and then it culminates in paul having already perfectly put on his suit and she has this moment like oh shit like he might be the chosen one right. you know but in the meantime, she she gave you a little exposition as to how the suit works. It's just like handled way better than like another director would put in exposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, fucking a great job pulling it off because it's yeah. very difficult to pull off these high fantasy novels into the visual medium. You know, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings people think uh, did that. Maybe Hobbit didn't so much. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, actually, if you ha- if I saw this years ago, but there's a documentary. I think it's just called like Jodorowsky's Dune. Mm. I, I'm probably oh, butchering yeah, his I've last name. Yeah, but like th- that director Jodorowsky was like you know a smidge away from making this movie. They had like all this art worked out and everything, and it looked incredible. It's a really cool documentary of like what could have been. You know, like the. Uh, the Tim Burton Superman Nicolas Cage movie that right. never came to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. just just a fun uh, alternate reality. You know, absolutely. So you're not a you don't get snacks at the movies. No, I'm. I don't know. I, I get just, it all, dude. My I I, I recently went to. Um, I had to go all the way up to the King of Prussia Theater, and uh, I got the popcorn. Got a hot dog, got a soda, and I don't even eat all this. Sh- like I don't eat the full bag of popcorn, but I just—it's just—I guess it's a marketing gimmick that I'm 
totally synced. I just like having it. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I'm at the movies. I'm getting the hot corn. I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to – because I missed the movies so much more than I thought I did until the first time I was back in a theater since they shut down. The first time back in, it was like – it was – way more emotional to me than I thought it was going to be. It's like, I guess I, I love the movies way more than I even knew I did. But uh, that's, that's great. Yeah. But I'm glad they're back. I'm probably going to Regal today. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm going to get a corn. But you know what? At Regal, you could also get is a is a brew dog, a cult beer. How do you feel about that? Will you, yeah, ever, so will that's... you ever grab a brewski, dude? Yeah. I... I'm hesitant because I'm like, well, it's just going to make me piss That's the thing. <laughs> and then miss yeah. some of the movie. Yeah. I piss a lot these days. Right? Yeah. Get older, bladder shrinks or something. Yeah. I don't know. Blood pressure medicine. You know, the whole, there's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, uh, with Regal, I, ha- I have one of those Regal crown cards. So if if I get a free popcorn, I obviously get a free popcorn. And yeah. I'm, I'm like you, I, I only eat maybe like a quarter or a half of it. Yeah. And then I bring the rest home and weird fun fact about my wife she prefers stale popcorn oh okay (laughs) so i just i just put it in the microwave and she'll find it later and be like oh nice surprise yes (laughs) fuck yeah oh i love it shit do you hear that uh no I, i hear a train outside my window oh really yeah well Maybe that's the uh, signal that we should wrap it up. Uh, it was good to talk to you, Timmy. Um, yeah. I enjoy calling you every month, and I think this is uh, what it's going to be going forward, right? Um, uh, as long as you're still cool with it, Timbo. Like, uh, Dude, uh, over I'm- here, every, I'm going to every. So the tentative schedule is this first Monday of the month. Mike calls Timmy. Second Monday, songs at Rip. Third Monday, I don't know yet. I'm trying to fill that gap. I could use help. Fourth Monday, DT Monthly. Hmm? I'm into it. Yeah, and like monthly is totally something I can do. I mean, we're we're on Discord, but this is essentially like you just gave me a phone call and we just started riffing. <laughs> That's what I mean. Mike calls Timmy. I just called my friend on the phone who I like to talk to. And uh and thanks, everyone. Timmy, I don't know about you, but the show we did last month, you and I, probably like some of the highest amount of positive feedback I've ever gotten. And uh, yeah. I, I appreciate that so much. It's it's not only the positive feedback, but it was it was uh, it was endearing to be reminded that people still do listen. Yes. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure, and. Uh, and thank you for listening. Timmy, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, uh, my podcast I do with Keenan, who is still on wedding hiatus, is mm. called Pop Addled. We're on the Twitter machine. That's the account I uh, take care of. So if you see me or if you see a tweet, that is me. Uh, Keenan's on the Facebook and the Instagram. Uh, you can find us on all of the streaming things iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever. Just yeah. search Pop Addled. Uh huh. And if you're a good friend like me, you'll be subscribed on all of them. Okay? Capiche? We got to help each other out. Get the numbers up. Like I said, man, we built this little podcast community, and 
And it's a good one. It's, it's yeah. all good people. It's healthy. Yes. We love it. We love the listeners. And, of course, uh, I just said the schedule. Yeah, be, follow Doom Thugs on all social media, Doom Thugs Podcast on Facebook. And uh, you'll you'll see our shit put out there into the world. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the feed because, like I said, every Monday you'll get something. Listen to Com Majors, Fuck like we've yeah. already before mentioned. Our dear friends. So much fun with those three. It was it was a great. I was so happy to to finally meet them. Yep. And um, yeah, so we love you. We wish you the best. So we'll see you in a month. Bye. Cool. Bye.